Hallelujah. Good morning. Oh, y'all caught me getting a sip of my bang. Uh oh. <laughs> Good well, morning. We're going to jump morning. right into this. Happy Juneteenth. I don't know which camera we're on, but it don't matter. Uh, we're on th this one okay. right here. Uh, we're going to jump right in because the Lord has so much for us today. I'm mm -hmm. so grateful to be here. I don't mm -hmm. know about you. I don't know where God brought you from. I don't know uh, what it is that you're contending with right now or if you're just resting in the presence of the Lord and in his goodness. Um, it's Saturday. It's sunny. We wanted to meet in person, but I'm so grateful to God that he gave us wisdom. Amen. He gave us wisdom to obtain wealth he gave us wisdom on how to uh how to see something come to pass he gave us wisdom and blueprints and creative uh blessing in order to go forward and do that which he has called us to do so i don't know about you but i wherever you're at just give god a shout of praise because it says that he inhabits the praises of his people so wherever you're at just Praise him. Praise him. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you woke me up this Come morning. On. Thank you that you started me on my way. Thank Come you on. that I'm here among the land of the living. And amen, you didn't amen, amen. and you didn't say it. You didn't wake up dead. You didn't yeah, woke, yeah, yeah, woke up dead. Have you ever been around a black community of like family, friends, whatever? Like, that's where, one of our saying. You'd be like, where, where, Did you hear what, where Bubba you, at? Oh, you heard what Bubba happened woke, to so-and-so. He Bubba woke up woke dead. Up dead I mean, you know, it, it doesn't make no sense. It's an oxymoron. Oh, yeah, but anyway, just praise him because he's good. He's faithful. He's righteous. He's holy. He's done so many good things for us. If I couldn't, I mean, like there, you just can't, you can't quantify. And I am a very big person about quantifying things. I want to know what um what i have to do i want to map what i have to do i want mm to -hmm. i want an actionable plan for Come me on. and from everybody else she wants just... an actionable plan from everybody she wants tasks associated with every contract line item she's doing with a good timeline you better have a good list and then with every task you do she wants a, a granular level of right. explain every single Sub -task. task you did subtasks Sub have uh right. tasks associated so, and milestones oh associated with those amen praise his high name she is not a slave driver <laughs> at all what she is is extremely amen, excellent and, ex and this is the beauty of having prophetic people or being married to a prophet a lot of people are scared I, she's an apostle yes but uh her you know in her right state she's in the office of, thank of you, a prophet Lord. thank you Father. and people get scared of that uh, when you're around real heavy prophetic people, yeah. I've learned to love it mm -hmm. because I love uh, the rebuke of the Lord. I love the rebuke of the yeah. Lord, but you know, um, and I love the, the, his, his motive is always good towards us. It is. Yeah, it is. But being, being married to a prophet, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, I know a lot of people get scared with prophecy. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people get scared around prophetic people or mm -hmm. scared around a prophet because you immediately think that when when a prophet walks in the room that they can see like mm -hmm. the book of all of your sins and what that does to yeah. people right. it, it it makes it makes people mm -hmm. push away or push back from the prophetic mm -hmm. and and think towards the prophet in a dishonoring manner because mm. you think they're there as a samuel when they're actually there to proclaim the favorable year of the lord and even with samuel mm -hmm. he was an awesome man of God he was where, where he yeah. went it meant business and but. he had beginning and end in him mm -hmm. he saw he appointed king and he and priest you know like he had both yeah. he had both the beginning and the end within him um within his mouth within his authority because that's what the Lord 
ordained for him to create and to and to establish. He was a governmental prophet, yes, meaning he, he brought order wherever he went. Um, that's why they used to say, hey, do you come in peace? <laughs> and so uh, it's important to know what type of gifting you're surrounded by, because how many of y'all know that if you honor something right, you will then have its full use uh, according to your life. See, everything with the Lord is for our good. When you establish that as your foundational understanding for everything in our lives, it takes away a lot of the variable. Even when stuff doesn't look good, even when something isn't going necessarily your way, or maybe even how you might plan, mm -hmm. I have established within my heart and my mind and my soul that everything that God does is for my good. Come on. And so I, I just want to open with that and I just want to jump right into this because I am excited for what the Lord has That's to right. say this is something he woke me up one morning like early early morning and said Whitney you need to teach this and I said okay because I don't do anything on my own initiative let me help you guys I don't I don't compete I don't try uh, is the only thing I compete for is to be better in Christ like you know this one thing I do pressing towards the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus I don't try to do what other people are doing just because it seems like a cool thing to do that yeah. is not me i've never been a trend kind of person and you can ask anyone about me ask She's about always been me a trend setter but never <laughs> no. set in a, in a I, trend ever i just do what he says to do when mm -hmm. he says to do it not because it sounds good or because it's popular so uh before i even knew really what prophecy really really was we had been we we came up in ministry together um in marriage i'll say uh in more conservative theological um i guess environments and so i mean charismatic we, yeah, very, very much pentecostal charismatic yeah. but we've always believed in that but, Absolutely. The, but for prophecy we had this discussion mm -hmm. it was like not all the time it wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a continual flow of things i think when when I heard this word from the Lord, when he spoke to me something and imparted something into me about 10 years ago now, I had I was fasting and praying. We were in a season of transition. We had just moved to Quantico, Virginia. There was an it was a very, very high tempo of life at that time. And then now all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but kind of felt like it. Um, we had three kids instead of two. They outnumbered us and we were transitioning from me doing social work where we were stationed before. I didn't have a job uh, and it was a high cost of living environment like there were all sorts of variables of things and stress to boot and we didn't have a church we were attending yet we were visiting places but we were just kind of in that messy middle of not really knowing mm -hmm. what was next and I remember okay Lord I need to fast and pray because if there was one thing that I learned how to do in the past seasons it was how to seek the face of God and fasting and praying and how to hear from him right. and get breakthrough what was taught to me was you do that through fasting and through prayer praying through turning over your plate killing your flesh come on and That's then right. turning and then turning your your um turning your plow basically putting your hand to the plow in the spiritual realm which is by uh praying and reading and fasting so i was i was in the middle of doing that and while doing that, I heard the Lord say something very audibly, very like strongly. And it was just wild because I had never heard him like that. So uh, there I was, I'm hearing him say this, telling me this, this promise coupled with this instruction coupled with this uh, almost warning in within it. Because how many of y'all know that to whom much is given, much is required? 
So he gave me this word and then continued to give me a second portion of that word over and over again in scripture. And then it has carried me even this far till today where I still get revelation in the scripture that he gave. So, um, so I mean, I want to, I want to speak to that because that's a portion of really what we're, we're going into. There's a stewardship associated with anything Mm -hmm. in Christ, right? right? But how, but what do we know? Are we know that our reasonable sacrifice, our holy and acceptable sacrifice is to lay our lives down as mm-hmm. a living sacrifice. Right. So anytime you're talking about stewardship, that's the answer to the question. It's that you lay your life down as a living sacrifice, just as you would anything that he gives you. Stewardship starts mm-hmm. with laying it down, sacrifice, just laying that thing down and, and giving that thing that God gave you back to him and say, Lord, thank you for this gift. I give it back to you. Amen. So that's, Amen. that's just a, a key to everything that we're going into. I want to give you guys my definition. Okay. And I'm not, I could give you, there's so many definitions. You guys can go on Bible Hub, but you can get all the Hebrew. You can get all the Greek. You can get all the definitions of Webster's and everything else. But I want to give you the definition as the Holy Spirit has revealed it to me of what prophecy is. If everybody, that's okay with you, <laughs> everybody go get a pen and paper, please. Mm, amen. Administrative notes. There's your administrative note. Go get a pen and paper. This is prophetic stewardship, and you're not going to steward what's given to you today if you don't have a pen and paper. Amen. Please go get a pen and paper. Prophecy is our human articulation of the Father's creative power on earth as it is in heaven. Say that one more time. That is Prophecy is our human right we're human beings we're a human vessel so we have these senses that are even in their renewed state they are still human senses come on right our 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 sight our um sound our smell our taste right so it's our human articulation of the father's creative power on earth as it is in heaven see in the spirit you might not have a language associated there that matches here so when we articulate in our human state whether it be verbally whether it be written whether it be painted Mm -hmm. whether it be spoken danced prayed declared come on those that is our human expression Mm -hmm. that's our human articulation of the father's creative power see everything god speaks is for the purpose of creation he creates even in tearing structures down the purpose of tearing the structure down is to create so when you get the revelation and i pray you're receiving it right now that prophecy in its essence is for the creative power to be done god's will on earth as it is in heaven so when someone is speaking what heaven is saying then we're able to have access and reference point to bring that word from heaven down here on earth. We know that um, even within our dimension of time, come on, that the mm-hmm. Lord lives above time. Genesis chapter one tells me that um, that Holy Spirit was hovering upon the face of the deep, right? And darkness was there and void. And then what did God do? God said, he come spoke. On. He said, let there be light. And there was light. And then we go into to creation then we see where time now has a reference point and how do we know that because in physics what is what is the dimension what is our dimension it is uh depth 
its width mm -hmm. and its height. And that's why within Job, where, you know, they're having this, this conversation, this, um, really it's a trial, but they're having this, um, not debate, but I'll just call it a conversation. I know the, theologians will, theologians will come for me later, but in Job where he's like, where were you when I laid the boundary line? When I said to the ocean that you can only go this far, that's because he's speaking about the parameter of our time. It's the metric in which we have a beginning and an end where there is no beginning and no end. There is no time. That is how we reference time, right? So before uh, before, you know, in creation, before we see the lines laid of let there be light and we know the expanse of light would start at one point and then darkness would start at another. So again, that's your reference point that now we're in the dimension of time, right? Because you have a beginning for light to go only so far. And then you have an end where now you have, uh, you know, darkness. So we know that God lives Holy spirit hovering upon the face of the deep above time above our dimension right and he spoke so there we see the framework of where how prophetic words and how prophetic creation continues to proceed throughout types and shadows in the old testament where we have prophecy of um jesus coming a coming savior who's going to come in on a donkey and he's going to take the sins of the world and we see types and shadows over and over and over again you have the priesthood the uh, melchizedek you have all of these different types and shadows throughout the old testament that are coming and they're and they're framing they're putting into this beautiful frame of art this beautiful tapestry of a storyline of what is going to be our coming savior jesus christ you guys have to get this that the Lord spoke into existence and prophetic people were just minding their own business as I like to think anyway. <laughs> and they got this reference. They got this understanding. They got this, this snapshot and they begin to proclaim oracles of the Lord. They begin to say what heaven was saying wow. about our coming savior. It didn't mean, it didn't mean they were going to even see it in their timeline. It didn't mean that they were going to see it in their lifespan. It meant that, that those, some of those words that they were even proclaiming and declaring and decreeing, looking like a fool before man come on being crucified well not crucified for but basically being murdered being being killed for the words that they were speaking jeremiah was a bad man majama he went out and he kept on that that king was like nope i don't receive this letter i'm throwing it away and he was like oh maybe he didn't get it the first time let me rewrite what i first said the first time <laughs> and he resent it come on. come on these prophets of old it cost them their life they did not love their lives unto death because they knew the word of the Lord was real. And it was the creative power that they obeyed. It was the creative power of the Holy Spirit. It was the Father God and all of his glory in creation that they knew the power was in what he was saying. And they dare not not say what he was saying unless you were somebody like you know unless poor jonah sweet jonah <laughs> well that's, a, that's but a, he's even referenced in i think as part in hebrews absolutely so you know well the thing about prophecy is you know that you've received true prophecy from the lord or from the agent mm -hmm. of the lord uh when there's power attached to it prophecy void of power is not prophecy at all right it's you're picking other things up in the atmosphere and mm -hmm. i'm not saying it's false prophecy mm -hmm. but prophecy void of power is not the word of god because it is powerful yeah god is 
he does if it's from the lord if it's from the father it's powerful and it has the power to create which is why prophets have such a strong um a responsibility in how they deliver when they deliver and what they allow within themselves i always know when i'm around a certain uh a certain capacity of a prophet because they have a very strong anointing with uh, conviction to holiness. Mm -hmm. They can't do what everybody else does. Mm -hmm. They can't watch certain things. They can't listen to certain things. And that's real because that then becomes part of what's in their vessel and they are containers. They mm -hmm. contain the words, the glory, the atmosphere of heaven, or they at least they are to be postured for that. And then yeah. if, if they allow those like things to come in and pollute, it grieves them it grieves holy spirit but they feel what holy spirit feels most of them and then it, it grieves them so that is my definition i got you of prophecy oh he made it on the big screen okay i mean prophecy sure is our human oh you can put it in the middle yeah no no okay our human articulation of the father's creative power on earth as it is in heaven so we have this we have god speaking right and it's above time it's in a realm above us right because what realm we're in is not the same one as heaven obviously it's not the it's not where the lord resides in you know in his creative power so he's speaking above time right and we're here and our job is to testify however he expresses however he develops that yeah. in you what heaven is saying so um i want to go this to second good. peter oh go ahead no i said this is good because you know mm -hmm. you just said that he wants us to testify right yeah the, what is uh, revelation. revelation 19 say mm -hmm. worship god yeah for the spirit of prophecy or the testimony of jesus christ is the spirit of prophecy yeah the martyrdom testimony mm -hmm. is martus where we get the word martyr, martyr. from mm -hmm. So the legitimate bloodshed of Calvary is the spirit of prophecy. So when you operate in the spirit of prophecy, something has to die. That's right. That's exactly right. Something has to die. It can't be that you are in your own flesh, in your own way, trying to uh, proclaim the oracles and the mysteries of God. I mean, you could, but I would strongly advise against it. Um, so with, we're going to read something. I'm, you're, this is you. Okay. I didn't know I was, I yield the floor. Mm -mm. Okay. Uh, I yield the floor. Amen. Second Peter 1, 20 through 21. Second Peter's a man. He's a bad man. Peter's guy. bad. I yeah. mean, we were watching a live stream last night with Isaiah Saldivar, his reaction to watching uh, Chosen. I was asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep. My hair is long, long enough. Long I saw week. how Peter did his hair. Oh no! <laughs> I, I, was I like, combed my hair. It was ridiculous. Anyways, I woke sorry. up. Jimmy was Peter's watching bad. it, and he, his hair is all brushed flat. I was rolling. I was like, "What in the what in the world is going on I like, here?" I, I could be Maddie the next was, cast. I could be like his stunt double. Uh, uh It was funny though, and Maddie was hanging on to whatever hip hop she had left. Right, she was like this, trying to. Down. I'm trying to watch it. Just, but I was like, "Go to bed, Maddie. Go to bed." I'm sorry. <laughs> But Second Peter 1, 20 through 21, for you know this first, that no prophecy of scripture springs from any private interpretation. Mm. Verse 21, for prophecy was at no time brought by man's will, but men spoke from God as they were moved by Holy Spirit. 
This brings all new meaning to we are seated in heavenly places. We're standing in this natural realm, right? In this natural dimension of time, space, right? We have, what is our dimensional um, uh, category of how we kind of quantify volume? It's, it's length, it's depth, and it's width. That's how we quantify our dimension of time, right? Length, uh, width, and depth. And that's, and so when you understand you're in the length, the width and the depth here naturally, right? In this dimension, I, I can touch, mm -hmm. these, these are tangible items that I can touch, but you're actually in the spirit in hearing and seated in heavenly places, having access to throne room conversation and words that he's trusting your vessel with to come back here and then to declare. Because how many of y'all know that the Lord trusts you? The more that you spend time in his presence and you're and you seek after his heart and you desire him, you hunger and you thirst after righteousness, he begins to have an inclination to your heart. I know I've offended a, um, a few people before when I've said this because I've heard about it later, kind of, but then I, it, whatever. It but didn't, we don't care. I, it didn't really matter too much to me, but because biblically it's, it, it, you know, it's scriptural, but you can have two people who are petitioning the Lord and the favor of God is going to be the, the, the ink. God bless you, Josh. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> I'm buying COVID-19. No. <laughs> the blessing of God, the ear of the Lord is going to be inclined towards the person that he has favor with. The person whose heart is turned towards him. The person who actually wants and desires more of his presence, more of him. See, God does not look at man the way that we look at man. He doesn't see in the natural just your physical constitution. That's great. That's, That's awesome. Good. We have great genetics. We are probably the most tan people up here in the North Country. I said what I said. Uh, nobody. No, ever... that man that's been building this house for X amount oh, of years. Oh, my year. goodness. Yo, yeah. He, he's got He's got a good tan. He, yeah, got I've, some... I've got, I think I might have tan. He's got envy. that indigenous might... skin. It's nice. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it's great to have that, but you're standing here in your molecular DNA chromosomal composition making up tons of generations before you. You as one person are standing in this realm right now with the blood coursing through your veins, testifying of everything that these people behind you, hundreds of people behind you on either side of what their lives were. And because they survived and they procreated, now you are here in the natural, right? But in the spiritual, when you give your life to Jesus Christ and you have his blood running through your veins, you have a spiritual blood transformation, a, a, a spiritual blood transfusion now not just you but all of those bloodlines before you are being redeemed and that is why when the lord when the scripture says that the lord that the earth is is the lord's and the fullness thereof when it says that every nation every tribe every tongue how many of y'all know that your salvation is so impactful to the kingdom of god because it sanctifies these bloodlines it testifies it testifies of the bloodshed of Calvary over 2,000 uh, years ago and what that means for today. You you're literally a walking miracle. Mm -hmm. So God's word is spoken in one realm, and then it has to do something called crossover. It has to cross over into our realm, right? And it has to be translated, right? And so how is the word, how is the prophetic word from one realm, then crossed over into our realm and then translated through us. 
it's translated through your soul, your eyes, your ears, your mouth. That's through, through the Garden of Eden. When they fell, they fell through their senses. They saw that the, that the fruit was good for eating. They looked upon it and then they ate it. They consumed it. They consumed something that was not edible for them to consume. It wasn't that it wasn't edible because they, it wasn't, you know, it was not edible for them because they could not consume the thing that the Lord told them not to, and then still consume the presence of God or be not consumers, but be, um, but be Partakers, in community with communion. the Lord because they were consuming something that they had dominion over. Y'all got to get this. And then that's what we see with the fall of man. Then we began to consume things that we had dominion over. We were up there naming animals. But now, you know, post um, post fall, it went from that to now consuming things that we once had dominion over. So you have God's word in this realm. Oh, you're, you're drawing it for me. He's making it pretty because my... <laughs> okay. So that he can put it on the screen. Okay, good. So you have God's word in one realm. And you see this part is cross over translating and then redemption. So I saw this snapshot yesterday. I was in my office minding my own business, you know, so getting work the, done. Is God's word over here at the starting point? Yeah, it's in this realm. It's above time. So this is like time. And then you see it cross over and then it has to be translated, translating, translated. And then the whole purpose is for redemption. And it's because God's word, when you see crossover, you have to see the word deliverance. Come on. You have Ooh. to see when they crossed over, they were being delivered. So I know this is going to bother so many people and God bless you. I pray that you go in peace and serve the Lord. But God's word has to go through deliverance to yeah. get to you. It has to be delivered. It has to be delivered. So you have God's word in one realm and then it's coming through. And the way that it crosses over is through the cross. It crosses over through the cross of Jesus Christ and it comes into our realm and to our sanctified soul. Come on, somebody through our crucified flesh. This this body is not my own. It belongs. It was bought at a heavy price, right? It's not this this life that I now live is not my own, but it, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. I am breathing. I'm standing here as sure as you know, this table is here and as sure as you are probably drinking your morning coffee, trying to plan your day. Amen. Amen. But, but I am crucified with Christ because my will is not my own. I submit my will. That very thing that I would like to do, I do not do. That very, that geographical location that I would really like to be in, I, I'm not in because my will is not mine. I've submitted. I was bought at such a heavy price and I trust the Lord. And I'm telling, I'm speaking to somebody right now. You have to trust the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your comprehension. You have to trust the Lord that he is the father of, you know, creation and that he loves you and that you were brought at a, you were bought at a heavy price in order to do and hear and say what he's told you to say. See, if you keep operating in fear, you're never going to release the word of the Lord that he gives you to release. And so because of that, that fear has to be broken off of you. And then your soul, your mind, your intellect has to be sanctified and renewed by the word of God. Remember, I told you at the beginning, the answer for everything you're ever going to have a question about in stewardship is in, therefore I beseech you, you know, uh, by the mercies of God, it's going to be Romans chapter 12, verse one, you're going to be laying your life down as a living sacrifice. So I just want to, I want to clarify that first. 
so that you never have a question that whatever God gives you, including your own life, you're laying it down as a living sacrifice. So the word, God's word is spoken from his mouth and it's translated through your mouth. So I'm going to say that again. God's word is spoken from his mouth and then it's translated through yours, whether it be in the spirit or the natural. Now, here's what I find interesting. We're going to go to Jimmy's over here drawing my little picture. So I'm trying not to. I don't want to show it to you guys because he's making it pretty. But I feel like look at. Can I show it to him? Yes. No. <laughs> It's, it's good <laughs> we all have our talents guys come on i'm not an artist okay so god's word is spoken in one realm and then there it crosses over and this is what i saw yesterday it's the cross of jesus christ and his sacrifice and that we then ha now have access through calvary to the living word of God that is able to save our soul. It brings us the redemption, the salvation, the holiness, the conviction. Come on, somebody. And it translates us from darkness into light. So God's word crosses over. It's translated into our realm here for the redemption of God's word. God's word has to be redeemed through, from heaven to earth. Give us this day our daily bread. Come on, guys. I'm just so excited. I'm like, ah, <laughs> it had the word of God has to come through and be delivered. That's right. It has to be delivered through you, through me, through us as living sacrifices, as vessels of honor. OK, so that's how that has to take place. Matthew chapter six, verse 10 uh, through 13. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. OK, so enter Genesis chapter one. That was the original design. It was the original intention. It was you know, on earth as it is in heaven. We're trying to reconcile the fall of Adam to the, the um, redemption of Jesus. Through one man, sin entered, and through one man, we are redeemed. So what we're, when Jesus taught us how to pray, it was to, to reconcile the two things. It was to reconcile that we were no longer in earth as it is in heaven. We were no longer walking in the cool of the day. We were no longer in fellowship oh. with God. That sever that tore us apart from the father when we were created guys listen the lord thought of family he thought of fellowship and that's why he made man he created us to fellowship with him he created us for his pleasure for his good likeness he created us in his image and likeness because he wanted friendship he wanted relationship and when we tore and severed that then jesus through his perfect sacrifice then allowed us to have access back to the heart of the father Come see on. the essence of your spirit man is eternal this flesh this nasty old rotty rotting stinky flesh no matter how much you dress it up and make it pretty and you know what you still have to take a shower every day Come because on. you're pretty much you're made of dirt you know mm -hmm. you're just you know you have to understand that this is temporal and that what's inside of you is eternal and so um jesus was teaching us your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so he's again reconciling us give us this day our daily bread okay so interesting within genesis chapter three let's go there real quick after the fall what did what did the lord say to adam genesis chapter 3 verse 19 don't you dare spill my coffee no I'm <laughs> thank you um okay adjust my eyes let me see okay by the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground since you were taken uh since yeah since you were taken 
for dust you are and to dust you will return. But another, you know, another translation of this scripture talks about from the from the sweat of your brow, you will eat your bread. Okay, mm -hmm. so we're, we're talking about bread being a portion of the curse that was kind of not kind of it was pronounced over Adam once the fall took place. So what do we see in the Lord's Prayer? Let's go back there again. So it's Matthew chapter six. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Okay. So he's so he Jesus, when he teaches us this one prayer, there's so much in it because he's actually teaching us how to redeem the curse of working by the sweat of our brow. He's Come actually on. teaching us how to uh, have creative authority. You know, Jesus had to pay taxes. He told them to go down and get the money out of the mouth of the fish. You know, to go back to the thing mm -hmm. about what you said that the in order for you to receive the, de the, the word of God, it has to be delivered. Mm -hmm. The word of God was delivered. And you see that in Mark chapter one, you see it in Matthew chapter five, you see it in Luke chapter four, the word, the living word of God was himself delivered. Yes. And how did he do it? He said, man shall not live, live by, by bread, bread alone, alone yep. but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that yep. is prophecy. Yep. That's exactly right. I and have him saying that was mm -hmm. saying, uh, man, right. I, I am, I am the son of man. Right. That's and it. I'm representative of mm -hmm. mankind. And yep. I'm telling you that we no longer will strive, but we are crossing over into thriving, crossing over deliverance. Exactly. And so you see that he's giving us the keys to this deliverance in Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. This was the verse that the Lord had given me. Um, when he said when he told me what he told me concerning money, he told me what he can. Well, he said yeah, he did say money and he said you won't have to worry about money ever again. So this is back 10 years ago, uh, but it won't make you happy. He told me this mm -hmm. expressly. He said that will never make you happy. You will have to. You will always serve me all the days of your life. And I was like, yes, Lord, I'm I'm here for it. But I was so excited because to hear the 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 voice of the Lord coming through. And he, because you know what it, the word tells us, he says, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about any of these things, because don't you know that your father in heaven, he knows what you need before you even ask. So even in, when the Lord was speaking to me, he told me, do not worry. He said, you will never have to worry. That's the, that's how he started the audible word to me about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You will never have to worry. So again, he's speaking his word back over me to me for me to receive in such a posture of understanding. So there's a there's a, a worry that will choke the word right out of you. Mm. See, that's what he was trying to tell me the instruction because he trusted Closer. me with his word. So when you when you understand that the prophetic currency of his word is more valuable than gold and silver, then you're able to to kind of steward that thing correctly. Your soul is not supposed to be ridden with worry and confusion and doubt and unbelief as a believer in Christ Jesus in fellowship with him. So my daughter asked us, uh, Maddie asked us this morning, she, she asked if somebody was a believer because she hears, you know, that's she's nine. She hears how we kind of talk about things. And she said, um, is so-and-so a believer and then uh someone said yeah yeah definitely i said well still pray for that person because they believe in god but they're not in relationship with them 
Come on. So what's mm. the point of believing in God if you're not in relationship Come with on. him? Come so on. that's the whole thing. It's like your your soul, because you're in relationship with God, is not supposed to be ridden with worry and confusion and doubt and unbelief and strain and stress. He said, do not worry. He said, what, what will it add to you one day more of your life it won't if anything i mean as they say you know as the saying kind of goes like stress will kill you faster as fast as a bullet will like mm -hmm. stress is not is not what we're supposed to be living under okay so the lord gave me that word and then he kept continuing to reestablish his word through uh the next few months in deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2 over and over and over and over again and when i say i went to different bibles and i was like i just need to test if this is really how lord i mean i was like you know kind of wigging out because i was like oh my goodness every time i'm Should going to bible read roulette. i did i was like give me look this, this is not the same bible every single time and i was just i know that that sounds wild but y'all know you, that you've done it too so be quiet okay <laughs> deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 2 and you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you, say humble you, humble you. and test you. He trusts you guys. If you've been led in humility, it's because he trusts you guys. Oh, there it is. God's word. Yeah. Let me see real quick. Sorry, guys. I want to see this. Can you put it on the big screen? Okay. Wow crossover yeah put, so, put, put it big so Whitney can so see the it. crossover on the right hand corner the way that I saw it was the cross was on the top part with God's word and the over was where we get delivered in from look at right here Jimmy no no no. put oh. Whitney in the in the little picture and picture and put the graphic in the big picture. yeah God's word crossover translated redemption and so when I saw this y'all the other day so yeah. When I saw this yesterday, I'm in my office and I holler out to somebody. I'm like, just to anyone. I was like, hey, does anyone know what the Christian fish, like the history of that thing, you know, the, the Christian fish is? Does anyone know what it is? And uh, someone had come back, Todd had come back and said, I just looked it up. I guess back in the day when they were being persecuted, you know, they were kind of meeting in secret and stuff. And so one person, you know, would go by their house and they would put their finger on the first top part and do this and if somebody else came by and they also were a believer they would complete the circle on the other side because they were under such extreme persecution they couldn't openly be christians so that's where apparently the history of that comes from how many of you guys know that if i buy the finger of god <laughs> That's the redemption. That's the crossover. It's the it's this one thing I do pressing towards the mark of the co the high call in Christ Jesus. So they didn't love their lives unto death. But anyway, so Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you to know that or to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So after a person has been tested, it's to determine what's in their heart. Are they going to keep the commandments of the Lord? Can I trust you is what the Lord is saying. Can I trust you with the more? I want to trust you with more, but you have proven yourself over and over again to not be trustworthy. So how do you show yourself as trustworthy you stay in the well, posture of humility you know the word of god i think it, i don't know where in, in proverbs it says but it says um it says the crucible the furnace for gold and the crucible for silver mm -hmm. so is the praises of man to try the heart yep and so nothing will try your heart like success absolutely because they loved i have said this for years like i mean as long 
as long as I can remember being a believer. People will love you one day and hate you the next. And this was far before, far, far (laughs) before cancel culture. But I saw it in the scripture. I was like, wait a minute. When I, when I realized, because again, I radically saved 17 and I'm learning the word, learning, you know, uh, all of the different things about the Bible. I'm like, wait a minute. The same people that were, were, wait, they were, they were, they were shouting Hosanna. Those same people were the ones that ended up crucifying him. I'm like, this is so messed up. I'm like, but you know, it's true because people are people. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and so people be people. people be people in. So when I recognized that in scripture, I was like, well, you know what? People are fickle. They're going to love you one day and maybe not the next. Like you cannot do anything according to the praises of man. It's a test. You're going to be tested and tried within your hunger. Right. But what are you hungry after? Are you hungry after the praises of man? Are you hungry after the, the gold and the silver? Are you hungry after the affirmation and approval of many? Come on. What is it that your soul, what is it? Because one of the words in Hebrew for the soul is is the seat of appetite. So Mm. what is on sitting on the seat of your appetite? So when you determine and you can kind of isolate like what it is that you really have a hunger for in your soul, something that's deficient, something that you know is a blind spot, you're able to then consecrate that part of yourself to the Lord even even the more. And I think that it's worth it to do that self-introspection, to say, Holy Spirit, shine your light in every part of my heart, my mind, my identity, and show me where I'm lacking. Show me where I have blind spots so that you can fill those areas and consecrate me even the more. Because I want, I don't know about you, but I really want to continue to be found trustworthy in the sight of the Lord. You, we, we ought to hunger and thirst after that righteous relationship with him to want to be considered trustworthy to the Father. Okay, so it says for 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you uh, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna. Okay, here we go again with the bread, right? Uh, Bread of heaven, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. So here we have a portion of knowledge. What was the tree that Adam and Eve ate from? They ate from the tree of knowledge, and that was what severed their relationship with God. They ate from the tree of knowledge, and then they they knew that they were naked all of a sudden, right? They consumed something they could sh- they should not have consumed, and then they became knowledgeable about things that were going on that they should not have ever had knowledge about, right? So when the Lord fed them manna from heaven, he gave them something of his knowledge, right? He exchanged that. He said, I gave you manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. So that's speaking again to those hundreds of people that are standing behind you in the spirit. Those are that those, those generational, uh, uh, familiar bloodlines. He's cleansing that right now by, by the manna. He said, I fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that uh, man shall not live by bread alone, but lives by every word, God's word, that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. So another translation or verse of this in uh, Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two, it says that that he might make you understand. So the crossover, God's word in knowledge from one realm crossed over into our realm only comes by way of understanding. So we need Holy Spirit to translate the word from knowledge, come on, to understanding. Understanding is what takes place in the spirit in your heart. It doesn't take place just with mental ascension. But when you have a workable understanding of where God is, who he is, 
in uh, the scalability of who you are, what he trusts you with, how he speaks to you, why he's speaking to you. See, the Lord told me, he said, I'm, you will never have to, I'm giving you, uh, that he went on to say, but it won't make you come on. It doesn't define you. Won't make you, you will, which is the, the equivalent in the, in King terminology and, in, in, uh, English terminology of you shall. you shall. He was legally prescriptively ordaining and consecrating and declaring over my life. You will serve me all the days of your life. Right. So he was telling me this. He was endowing things as he was speaking the word to me. And I found that there's only one way to translate God's word crossed over from the heavenlies to our realm only comes by way of understanding. It only comes by the way of understanding. And you get that understanding by the scripture. Mm -hmm. If God gives you a word, listen to me, beloved, hear me, please hear him through me. If he gives you, when he speaks to you a word, you will have a scripture. He will give you, if he says, I'm going to send you to the nations, he's going to give you a scripture that's going to then activate that prophecy from one realm to the other. Your job in Christ Jesus is to seek him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's also to, um, to know him in his holiness. It's also to, to seek him. It's to seek his face. It's to seek the word. It's to search out this scripture like treasure. See, the Lord gave me a very, very direct word, right? But then he also gave me a scripture to match it. So I wasn't, and I just kept on like, Lord, he dummy proofed it for me is what I say. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the sheep are not very bright. I'm like, Lord, cause we will talk ourselves out of stuff. It'll be like bl blaring neon signs pointing like you're supposed to do this. He'll be like telling you over and over and over again. And then we will still at times allow the enemy of our soul to come in and try to talk us out of the very thing that God told us to do. So the Lord, I, I jokingly, but seriously say he dummy proofed the word for me because he didn't just give me that, uh, that authority in the word that he spoke over me, but then he gave me the scripture to activate, to cross over. You will be delivered. You will have the word of Jesus Christ. You will in you, through you, on you, through the, through the scripture through the written word, it will develop and it will, uh, it will stop delay. That's the other thing. It see, there's a lot of delays where I see these like built up words that are in the heavenlies that they're kind of like stuck. Right. And then because people don't know how to pull them into reality, they don't know how to pull them into our realm. They don't know how to, they don't know how to cross over God's word and translate it through their soul, through re the renewing of their mind and their soul, and then bringing that word into redemption. See, God's word, if God's word even has to go through deliverance, what makes you think you don't? Come on. You know that's real. You know it's true. You need deliverance just as much. <laughs> you need de deliverance every single day. He, he, he satisfies us with good things, right? So deliverance is the children's bread, as I've heard it uh, said before. Okay. So... Let me see. That's Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse two. We see where that coincides with Genesis, um, the original intent. 
you know, the curse, Genesis chapter three. And then we also see where it coincides with Matthew chapter six, verse uh, 10 through 13. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our, our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. So, you you know, lead us not into temptation. So, again, we're going to, you know, in Matthew where he's being um, tested and tried of the enemy. And he's going up and he's um, 40 days. He becomes hungry and the Lord is leading him. It says after his baptism that the Lord was that he was led into the wilderness and that see, he was tested. He was tempted in all things. But we see if he you was read scripture sin. properly, it says and after 40 days. He became hungry. I that said, brother said, I need a sandwich. He said, I need some non bread and some, some fish. That's what he said. He did. He said he was hungry. But the Lord led him hungry just as he did in Deuteronomy. So I want to read that again. I want you to see Jesus in, um, what is it, Mark chapter or Matthew chapter 4, maybe. Let me see. I want you to, to co reference that. He says, um, remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness. Mm. Enter 40 days in the wilderness for Jesus to humble you and test you so that we could know what was in your heart. So Jesus was not exempt. He had to go through the same thing the Israelites did, mm -hmm. except for it was expedited from 40 years, obviously, to 40 days. And Jesus was led by Holy Spirit into the wilderness to be humbled, to be tested, to be tried. He was hungry. He was led hungry um, and he was humbled. And it said, so, um, you know, mm -hmm. then when the enemy came at an opera, he said he left him until another opportune time, which we know was obviously at crucifixion. Mm -hmm. But he told him and he spoke to the enemy when he was being tested and tried. He said um, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. God's word spoken in one realm crossed over through your humility, through the posture of this your heart, true. through the fasting, through the consecration, through the hunger of your soul, it, it, it's pulled in to the, into this realm. And then it's translated and conveyed. Satan, get behind me. Man shall not live by bread alone, but out of every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Do you not understand that you have access to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? You have access to the throne room of heaven. You can speak a thing and see that it shall be established. Because remember what I started this by saying, God is creative. He, he does not speak anything for naught. Everything he speaks is with the express purpose of creation. The Lord is still creating. He is still declaring. He is still decreeing. He is calling us as a people group that actually believe in his word to testify of his goodness. Amen. Amen. Is this good? I know it is. I'm being blessed <laughs> by this. This is incredible. What we're going to do right now is we're just going to take a five minute intermission. Intermission. Just five minutes for you to go wash your hands, you sinners. <laughs> to to rend your hearts not your garments some of y'all need to go <laughs> brush your teeth right now amen because you just woke up and he's like oh snap whitney's on hey oh, <laughs> go ahead and uh just take five minutes um we'll have a different screen up it's just gonna say intermission so and we'll have some music playing i guess so are we gonna have music joshy yep we'll have music playing so we're just gonna go ahead and take five minutes and you'll see us back at, uh, let me see, what time is it on my phone? Five minutes, it's uh, 9.26. 9.26, so we'll be back at 9.31. Amen. All right, so don't go nowhere. Keep, I don't wanna come back on and see the, the numbers like at one person viewing and I'm the one person. So, amen, we'll see you on five minutes. 
All righty. Hey, guys. Hope you all washed your hands. <laughs> okay. Amen. So we've covered a lot about the prophetic stewardship and as far as relationship is concerned when the Lord speaks something from his realm, translating it to ours. And then the stewardship component is, again, always laying it back down as a living sacrifice. Um, Mark twelve thirteen says that the greatest commandment. So when we go to Deuteronomy chapter 8, he says he wanted to test and see if we would keep the commandments of the Lord, right? So in Mark chapter 12, 33, it says to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. So we know Jesus made up in summation, essentially the first 10 commandments, he kind of brought them back in together. And he says to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your understanding. Mm -hmm. So again, there's that key component of understanding. One of the prayers of the righteous is that we would translate the knowledge um, because knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. So with the, with the component of love being the relationship with Jesus Christ, it will translate whatever you're reading, whatever you're ascribing to through the, through the vessel of Jesus, through the vessel of love, through the vessel of Holy Spirit who brings clarity and wisdom and counsel. Um, he brings all things back to your remembrance, and then it's going to translate it into understanding. And it's a substance of, um, faith that actually brings your consecrated understanding with the scripture and the spoken word into the prayer. The prayers that activate the prayers and the declarations that begin to speak, uh, you know, mysteries and oracles of heaven. Um, Psalm 34, 8 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. So you're going to begin to taste. You're going to have your taste uh, rehabilitated, so to speak. You're going to have your taste and your sight rehabilitated. Remember, I started this by saying certain prophets, you know, just definitely have that consecration thing going on that they can't really be around certain things or hear certain things. And that doesn't mean they're super spooky or anything like that, but it just means that their level of consecration is at a deeper, at a deeper place. Remember, we're in this space and time. We're in, you know, time of, you know, depth, width, height, you know, the breadth of God's love is literally encompassing us. So whatever you enter your life into, whatever you allow to take up your time, your depth, your energy, your space to, to occupy space in your mind and your emotions and your heart and your eyesight and your ear gates. Those are things that are going to then become part of who you are. They're going to become part of how you uh, cultivate whatever you're hearing or seeing from the word of God. So that's why this verse within uh, Psalm 34 and 8, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. It's going to redeem and consecrate that. Rehabilitate is the word that I hear. It rehabilitates your taste buds for the things that you used to have a taste for the world. You no longer wow. have that taste. It's as if he, the Holy Spirit literally just like slapped the old taste out of your mouth. Come on. And we're talking about understanding. Right. right? Because understanding is extremely crucial, critical. And it's it, it's mission critical mm -hmm. for the for the the receiver of the word from God, but also the one that is the deliverer, the mailman of that word. Right. And then the one that receives that mail understanding is critical. Yeah. But you just said right right here. It mm -hmm. says taste and see he but blessed oh. is the one who takes refuge yeah, in him. That's it. So we need to understand what understanding yep. is. They that dwell in the secret place of the most high shall abide. 
under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say mm -hmm. of the Lord, He is my refuge, refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Yep. It doesn't say that where there is no knowledge and wisdom mm -mm. that you cannot receive under sitting. No. Understanding. Understanding. You are legitimately standing under, under the the shadow of the Almighty. You cannot have understanding without understanding. Mm -hmm. I'm under the shadow of the Almighty, yet standing on the Word mm -hmm. of God. And yesterday, the drawing I did, part of the crossover that you guys saw, the, uh, the little pixel it's thing. There. It's still there. It's still there. Yeah. The portion that crossed over the word, the scripture. Remember I said the, the scripture assigned to the word of God will activate the prophetic. But then the understanding is really also Jesus's word being spoken in power and faith through the written word will bring that understanding mm -hmm. and then you see the top part of this fish is written because again we co-labor with christ the top word the top half is from him and the bottom half is from us from under under understanding yeah. he sends his word out yep and he watches over, over his word to perform it when holy spirit saw chaos he hovered over mm -hmm. the face of the deep so so something was under under there was yeah under the shadow of the almighty so i'm gonna get good at drawing i promise guys in some capacity i'm already good at it i'm just gonna say it like that you are good at it. <laughs> so no one does stick figures like you that's true whoop whoop no i'm kidding <laughs> i'm gonna say it like this no i'm kidding <laughs> So we co-labor with we Christ. Go. He's the the word. God's word crosses over to our understanding. Mm -hmm. See the crossover. The deliverance is in the understanding. We cross over from the knowledge from God's word being spoken because it is being spoken whether you know it, perceive it, believe it or not. And mm -hmm. some of you cannot perceive it. Some of you don't hear it, see it, perceive it, know it because your hearts are hardened mm. to the word of God because of what you allow in your senses. See, when he rehabilitates your ears, your eyes, your, so your sound, I'm very, very, very sensitive to sound. I am the person in my house. Um, well, I'll listen to music loud. Okay, I'm not even going to front. I'm not going to hold you on that. <laughs> but I don't like when I'm in my living room. Okay, it's spatially dependent. Um, but when I'm in my living room, if someone has a TV up loud, I'm like, can you turn it down, please? I will ask for the TV to be turned down about 100 times in a day. I'm like, who is blasting the TV? Turn it down. Okay, that's how I am, right? I'm very sensitive to people's tones, to their stances. I'm very sensitive to, to seeing certain things. If I see a building that looks like there's something wrong with it on the outside, to me, it could just highlight. I'm very sensitive. So my eyes, having been, uh, the longer that I consecrate them and I don't look at things that I'm not supposed to look at somebody, come on, that's subjective to the Holy Spirit within me, consecrating me as a living sacrifice. Some of us, if you were to look at yourself as a vessel, meaning like you're a container of his goodness in the temple of the Lord, 
maybe you're you're already being used for something special use, right? Maybe you're a once a year uh, special use. So you have to be stored in a very, very uh, specific location with a very specific uh, purpose. That's how I look at my ears and my eyes. I cannot watch a lot of the things that other people can, nor can I listen to them. I'm not allowed to uh, talk about certain things, nor am I allowed to comment on them. Um, you know, there's a lot of things with social media that I do not engage with. You, I mean, I would love to just scroll for hours and, you know, lose myself and what's going on, but I don't. Mm -hmm. I'll see certain things that will grieve me immediately and I will get off of whatever social media platform there is. Because for me, I have to be accountable to the word of God in me, over me and on me. You see, I as a living sacrifice, serve the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul, with all my strength. He made me a promise, but he said, you will not worry about this, but it will not make you happy. Meaning I will not get my joy, my uh, fulfillment, none of that. If he gives you a gift, if he gives you a promise, when he gives you a gift, when he gives you a promise, it's for the express purpose of creating his will on earth as it is in Amen. heaven. Everything is full circle, yeah. just like this, just like this fish or what, you know, the, the vision I had seen just like this, it's full circle. It's to cross over the word of God in heaven, you know, on earth as it is in heaven and then bring it back full circle so that there's redemption in the word of God through his vessels, his mm -hmm. vessels of honor that are here consecrated to him on earth. Right? So it's all, it's all comes full circle anyway. And it comes through a lot of what we're consuming. So I look at the Garden of Eden, um, in the garden, the creation and everything. We were not consumers, right? We were part of creation. We were creators. We, we had the ability to name a thing and establish that dominion mandate, right? But then when we crossed over to being consumers, then now we were fallen, right? Mm. So it's, it all goes back to that original sin where we ate from the tree of knowledge that the Lord is still redeeming in us the knowledge that puffs up the pride of life, the lust of man, you know, the ego, the flesh, the, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the, the pride, pride of, of life. life. He's still redeeming those aspects in us through the consecration and the word of God in us, through us and on us. So it's up to us to taste and see that the Lord is good. I don't know when the last time that something you tasted made you see colors, <laughs> but if you guys have ever really, you know, we've heard that scripture wow. so many times. I don't think people really understand like taste and see, but they are connected. What you have an appetite for, what you put into your mouth will remember they fell because they took from the tree that they were not supposed to take from. And then they saw they became knowing and they saw that they were well, naked. I could liken it to the first time JT had one of my tacos. Stop. He was oh like, goodness. oh, we have Taco Tuesday. You know, my uncle. Uh, what's Pit, it? Um, I'm sorry. Pits, uh, whoever. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, he makes tacos every Tuesday. Or You're like, old El Paso. You know, hard shell, old El Paso. I'm like, nah, bro. Ground beef. You're going to eat this. <laughs> So I made him no real tacos who eats and, and he was just like, oh, you know, his eyes were all squinted. He took a bite. And it, <laughs> if you ever want to see if Josh needs to be hired by every single restaurant in the universe. I just think for he's commercials a, because he'll take a bite. Like, and he was like, it was like his eye. He tasted and then his eyes opened. He but, but here's he the thing. black and white to but color. He's like, thing. I see. I was blind, but now I Adam see. Adam and Eve were told not to eat from the garden, from, from the, the tree specific right. tree. They of tasted and then they saw mm -hmm. that they were naked. 
That's so we right. have to get back to the original intent to taste and see that the Lord is good. But you, but the principle remains: what you consume will change your sight. That's why when Jesus came, He said, "Take, eat of my body." That come it. On. Come on, you guys. Oh my goodness. Oh, get, get in it, Whitney. Come on. Okay. Keep going. You're, it's hard. You're intermissioning us. You're like. No, that was the last intermission. We only did one I'm intermission. I'm like trying to get back. No, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. No. I was trying to take one from Apostle Ryan Lestrange. He was like, we're going to take a 10-minute intermission. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm taking a, a note for myself as I was an, uh, an instructor trainer in the Marine Corps high up. Yeah. And after, after 15 minutes of training or instruction, mm -hmm. you give them, you're supposed to give a 10-minute break, but we mm -hmm. gave y'all five because y'all are at home. Yeah, because you already get a break because you're at home yep. okay so john six uh and 56 i hope not it says the one who eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and in him 57 just as the living father sent me and i live because of the father the one who eats me he also will live because of me 58 this is the bread okay here we are again with the redemption of the bread right because see oh, i'll go there in a minute this is the bread that came out of heaven not as the fathers ate and died he's talking about our fathers who ate manna mm -hmm. obviously the one who eats this bread will live forever so you see again more of the same of the redemption of uh, sorts that you see that he's redeeming the curse because how many of y'all know when god speaks something he means it. It is edict from his mouth. So when he spoke this pronunciation in Genesis chapter three about, you know, working by the sweat of your brow and that you're going to eat, you know, the bread and that you're surely going to die. Jesus comes and redeems that. Okay. Genesis chapter two seventeen says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in that day you eat of it. You shall surely die. Okay. This is the pronunciation. Genesis three and 19. He says, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. And other translations say that you will eat of the bread, right? So you continue to see where the Lord is constantly redeeming the curse through his through additional pronunciations just yeah. like within our constitutional makeup of like congress senate and the house you may have something that's constitutional but what do we do we pass bills to add or circumvent or change or workers trying to go around the red tape and but no it is form. something within the law of even in physics you have laws you have laws of symmetry you have laws i'm not going there today but you have laws of um different things that we scientifically determine as what is quantifiable right yeah. so in the spiritual realm why do you think that would be any different there are laws and when god speaks an edict it is law and the only way to overturn that law is then by when he sent jesus christ and he said i am redeeming the curses from the Sorry. law that i pronounced over man to redeem him and translate him into life by a perfect sacrifice Come so on. that you no longer have to use these substitutionary uh sacrifices so that was the per jesus was the is the perfect sacrifice and so when he came and he didn't come again to abolish the law but he came to fulfill it so mm -hmm. in fulfilling the law through his perfect sacrifice his blood uh redeemed us and it's still redeeming us see when you live above time remember you're not you're you're not bound by by the depth the width or the height in, of this di dimension mm -hmm. so jesus was of his father who is above time that's why it says that god 
is the same, what? Yesterday, today, and forever. That is for our human understanding of times and of terms of time of today, yesterday, and forever. Is a, it's, a, it's a bracket. It has a start and a stop, right? He translates that word for us so that we have comprehension of it. Because in the heavenlies, there's no, there's no today, yesterday, tomorrow, all of that. See, we're steady still trying to do what Moses did and saying, who are you? And God's like, who am I? Are you really sitting here trying to name me? Fool, I gave you the, uh, man, I gave you the capacity to name things. I am that I am. I can hear the, uh, not the frustration, but I can hear the annoyance in the father's tone when he says, I am that I am. I'm the one who gave you the authority to name stuff. You're over here. Are you that far removed from my presence? You and your generations are that far removed from my presence that now you've resulted to trying to use the, the, the dominion mandate on me to find a language to name me? I gave you that you don't Mm. recognize me I am that I am I gave you the anointing I gave you the dominion mandate I gave you the authority I endowed you with the ability to name things and here you stand before me trying to have to name me I gave you that Mm -mm. so it's the frustration it's not I don't want to say frustration but it kind of the Lord being a little bit fed up that man has been so far removed from his presence that we no longer recognize who he is when he shows up. That's the tension and the pressure of the kingdom. It is. It. That's what that is. <laughs> and in the tension, you're supposed to contend. Mm. And the, so how, 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 can, how can we contend for the word, with the word, for mm-hmm. the kingdom of God, if when the kingdom tension comes, we buckle under it? Or we try we to name under it. We're not supposed to buckle. We're supposed, We're supposed to take to understand take re- it. We're supposed to stand, stand under, under the refuge. We're supposed to stand having done all you can do. Remember, again, we are not battling against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities and, and wicked wickedness in high places. But have it goes on to say, having done all we can do, what are we supposed to do? Stand. stand. Stand, you stand on the word of God. He is the foundation. Jesus is the cornerstone. The cornerstone. It says that the stone that the builders rejected is now the chief cornerstone. That is Jesus. That is our high priest, guys. Come on. That is our refuge and our strength and the reason we have the ability to speak a thing and see it to be established. See, before the cross came, the cross of Calvary, we couldn't get over the, we on. couldn't bring the word over in that capacity. We were using all the substitutionary sins, the animals, the sacrifices, the priests, the Levitical priesthood, the the um, you know the scapegoat things. We were doing all of these different ritualistic things. And again, Jesus said, "I did not come to abolish this, but I came to fulfill this," and He did. So then, now we have such a great access to be able to establish the kingdom of God, just as the Father's will has always been. See, the whole purpose of redeeming the word prophetically in our lives is to bring his will here on earth as it is in heaven. And what does that mean? That means that it's not about you. I'm sorry. I love you. I know that I I love, you know, so many of you, but that means that the kingdom of God is not about me. It's not about my, my, my woes, my feelings, my inabilities, my, my weaknesses. It's about him and all of him. So when he gives you a gift, when he gives you sight, when he gives you a prophetic word, when he blesses you and endows you, it is about him. It's because he has need of something that he wants to be redeemed and translated from the heavenlies and brought forth into this realm to testify of who he is. Because again, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But how then will the gospel be preached if 
men and women are not consecrated to it. How then will the word of God be translated from prophetic utterances in the heavenlies to manifest um, manifestation in this dimension, in this realm? See, see, we want so much to say that of what God did for us, but do we really understand that it was him and only him that did it? See, yes, we co-labor with him and we have to partner and we have to uh, consecrate ourselves, but it's not so much that we have to, it's that we get to. It's that you were chosen, that you were bought at such a heavy price, you guys. And that that we have this new covenant now where we have access. And so that is the first Corinthians chapter 12, or, or I'm sorry, chapter 11, when we go into the Lord's Supper and Jesus is saying, and we, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is... Um, for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way he took the cup also after the supper saying this is or this cup is the new covenant in my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for often as you eat this bread <laughs> and drink this cup you proclaim the lord's death until he comes therefore whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the lord in an unworthy manner shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But a man must examine himself and in so doing, he is to eat the bread and drink the cup. Come on, guys. We have the cup of the new covenant and it requires that we examine our hearts before the word. There are other principles in physics having to do with the mirror, right? We know about the angles. Do you remember any of this? Anybody from physics where you're learning about the mirror and about the angles and how the diameter uh, projected by a certain, you know, uh, angle will give you the exact image of yourself right within physics again here we are again with these laws um, or you can even manipulate the angles and then you could have a funny mirror come on you guys have been to the uh, well I haven't been to a carnival in a, a very long time hallelujah because then they kind of creep they've always creeped me out even uh, when I was I a kid I, I never like them I love to eat like fried <laughs> Twinkies mm -mm. and fried Oreos and funnel cakes fried oreos like, or you can or like in germany at the carnival my over 30 do, stomach won't let me do it hey, now my, <laughs> I don't, my, anyways yeah so i don't know if y'all know this or not but at like shopping centers like mm -hmm. when you go whether it's like jc pennies coles whatever when you go into the changing rooms what they actually they're not actually like perfect mirrors what they do mm. they, they make you actually look like 10 dinner 20 pounds lighter witchcraft so that's why you get <gasps> home no, and then things don't look manipulation the way. exactly but i just saw that recently and i was i was Sorcery. shocked no i'm kidding but it it, it's, it's, it's true it's like it's manipulation it is but you can actually see the word of god in its laws again do all things what decently or you could say right and in order, I think of the principles in physics, right, the right angles that it uses to kind of define how we get a mirror image, do all things right and in order, right? There is a law associated with our universe, with our constitution, even, even when people are lawless. But the Bible tells me that the kingdom of God, that his throne is established on righteousness and justice. So that tells me that there is a there is an order in righteousness. There is an order in justice. Come on. So in that understanding, right and in order, we will project the image 
in the likeness of Christ Jesus, the more that we are consumers, come on, that we partake of his death, burial, and resurrection, not just in the renewing of our mind, but in the consecration and the death of your, of your flesh. Mm. I know it's not popular. Everyone's like, I want to know, I want to know how to how to have a million bajillion gazillion dollars <laughs> or i want to know how to have uh people ask me a lot a lot a lot um what do you do what do you do for a living they're like but i know that you do something with business but what do you do i'm like i do whatever the lord says to do when he says to do it amen <laughs> but the lord showed me um maybe two weeks ago i think i when did i tell you the thing about casework when i was and i was crying oh, when i was telling you so uh, <laughs> the lord is so good i do whatever he says to do and i listen to what he says to do but um my background originally was in casework right was in social work and uh reunification of services for families when they were you know when children were removed for like um you know unsafe living conditions and things like that that kind of ended up being what my background was developing in and then i went to government administration within social work and then I left that because I knew and I loved that job, too. I could have skated and been a GS employee or whatever for, you know, until retirement. I mind. mean, and it would have been great because it was very, very um, easy. Nor you it was easy. Three, you, you hit that 365, the 366. She could have came in on the 366th day with a gold grill with a gasoline can and lighters and a match and she, she could have burned that that uh probably not that but building basically down, as the saying said, goes once you get off said, probation retain and promote yeah that used to be the joke stamp you could you mess up everything and just say okay you're you're the the kind of quality we want around here retain and promote you know <laughs> um but it was very comfortable. I loved it. And certain things you had gratification of, you know, various types, but then you also had certain things that were very mundane and monotonous. You're like, what do I do with this? I don't know. Cause I'm trying yeah. to, but cause your torso is taller than my, it's a, no. ah, okay. That's I didn't you know. Do. You have to like, you can, you can push it down. Okay. Yeah, Praise the Lord. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> that, why do you think mine's all the way down here? Is this thing because wrong? I'm, no, I'm kidding. These arms. That's why I want our roads back. Oh man. Those ones are easier. I mean, it's no, just this is, whoop, this is great. This is just now that I know how to, under. you know, anyway. so could have stayed doing that. The Lord said not to ended up coming to help for family business and then developing that as the Lord said to do it. Right. And then even in developing that, then he's, he's showed over time how to, how to develop and do these certain patterns of opening um, business and then, you know, teaching other people how to manage and how to grow and how to develop on financial sides and, um, you know, manpower sides. And even as I'm learning how to do that, it's only because of the Holy Spirit showing me and also through a lot of trial and error. How many of y'all know that Jesus learned obedience through the things that he suffered? So you want to talk about a whole heck of a lot of suffering. Y'all do not even want to know. <laughs> it's not a glamorous thing. The suffering is painful. It is it tries you, it, it, it humbles you. And again, as the Lord said, it will not make you happy. You will serve me. So what the Lord spoke to me about three weeks ago was he said, Whitney, I showed you how to develop businesses just like, you know, when you were in social work and you 
learned how to open a case. When you when you open a, a case for a family, you, you you're responsible for doing kind of like these initial assessments and seeing like what the family's needs are. You have them sign things. You go over the do's and don'ts. You tell them for supervised visitations. They're required to do certain things. And then you also kind of partner and team with a whole lot of other people at a round table for their referrals. And the Lord showed me he said, I showed you how to do a framework. Even then it was unusual preparation because you happen to know that people do not necessarily within who they are. They don't want a referral. They want to be able to provide for their families. So that's kingdom multiplication. So when you move from being a consumer to being a creator as your original intention, as your original design, that's the father's will for your life. It's to multiply. It's to go ye therefore and to teach all people, baptizing them in the name of the father, you know, and, and, and teaching them all things, you know, um, casting out devils, delivering them back baptizing them, immersing them, full immersion of the gospel of Jesus Christ in their life looks like kingdom multiplication. It says it's not about you, but it's about him. So when you change over from your palate being one of a consumer, come on, to having the understanding that the Lord called you to create, to speak a thing and see that it's established for the purpose of kingdom multiplication, it no longer is about you. It ceases to be about you and yours, you know, all about you, what you would like, where you would like to do that, uh, how you would like to do that. You just listen and you follow and you do as he says to do and you say as he says to say, and then you by faith do that every day. Come on. You know, that's, that's kind of how that is. But he showed me that about three weeks ago, he said, you saw firsthand, nobody wants to have referrals given to them so that they can have vouchers for, um, you know, groceries and vouchers for therapy and vouchers for uh, taxi rides to be able to get to visit your kids. Come on, guys. You, you don't understand so much until you've seen social work and how our government systems kind of like they give the resources so that you can basically essentially I hate to say it like this, but stay within the same system. And the only way that you break out of the system of Bohemoth is by the creative spoken word of Jesus Christ. It's by it's by locking into what God says over a region, over a person, over a place. And then you take that word and then you find scripture that activates it. Then you pray it, you speak it, you declare it, you resonate in it, you study it, you unpack it, you ask the Holy Spirit to put feet on it and make it come manifest in your life. You have the, the creative authority in your being to do that which he has created you to do, right? So that's that's kind of how um that's kind of how that is that's what you do and you do it for the glory and for the purpose of the lord when you see that people really within their nature their desire their their composition was you know, created to speak what the Lord says to speak. It was created to testify because how many of you guys know that transformation testifies your transformation on the outside? One of the things I told Jimmy, he can tell you, I've been like an avid. I love to do stuff myself. I love creative stuff. I love learning. I'm like, well, we could do that. I, if it were, if it were, we could build a castle. I would probably be like, oh, 
oh yeah, let's do it. We could do it. I know we could do it. And he would be like, he would be the voice of reason, be like, Whitney, we are not building a castle. I'm like, sure we are. Why not? You got the you got the shovel. You can do the moat. I can do. I would start listing and sublisting, and he would be the voice of reason, like Whitney, stop. We're not doing that. We're not building this because I like to build and create things as I see them. Amen. And that comes through the sanctification of sight in the Lord. But I was telling him, we were going to Home Depot the other day. And I said, that is my favorite thing in Christ is that he gives us the creative impression. He gives us sight to see something. And then we can have that sight on the inside of us. And then by our mouth, by our hands, by our words, by our works, we can then take what's on the inside of us and create it living on the outside of us that is the the endowment of creation the father has given uh given to us how'd you do that oh my goodness jimmy's over here he likes creative stuff with the tech i'm like i'm over here adding to her notes (laughs) and i was like wait a minute i didn't have that (laughs) i was like oh my goodness he's creating as we speak no i'm kidding okay so because that's that's what you're talking about right yeah there. this is he's he's referencing that i'm talking about when you move from creation to translation to habitation so the creation is the impression it's the imprint uh, it's it's the spoken word it's the image it's the sight because again taste and see that's the redemption of jesus christ that you're now consuming you're crucified with him you're eating of his bread of his body and you're you're partaking of that life with him so then now you have the creative authority and the renewal of your mind and of your palate to translate through your sanctified soul the word of god and then to create that which he has established in the heaven in the heavens at on earth as it is in heaven so that now we have a habitation of his presence see that was the original design that was why god created us that was the original design is the habitation of his presence so then when we have that consumption of the word that consumption of the holy spirit the consumption of the relationship that covenant where we're we're in communion first corinthians chapter 11 take eat of my body someone told me once recently when they were a kid and they were going to church and then they would do communion they 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 were just completely freaked right out they were so they were so bothered like is that really jesus's body they were so scared that was the first time i ever i said oh my goodness that's so true that is scary if you're a kid and you're a literalist kid which most kids can be you know and he was not a church kid either he would just visit churches with his mom every once in a while he wasn't a a frequent flyer you know (laughs) so when he would go and he heard that he was like i am not eating that that is jesus's body how did they get it here (laughs) (laughs) it was just like horrifying i was like oh my goodness that's so funny but you're taking when we do that the real understanding of consuming his body is consuming his covenant his new covenant that you are testifying that you believe in your heart and you're confessing with your mouth that jesus christ is the son of god and that he died and there's no longer the usage for the substitutionary sin uh you know offerings of bulls and cows and turtle doves and all of these different things because you have the perfect sacrifice and he now lives and resides on the inside of you so now that's the trend translation now you're able to establish god's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and then as you're doing that you're creating the habitation of the lord because we know that what one of the keys to that is that he inhabits the praises of his people see there is a praise on the inside of us that only comes through and is only birthed 
through. It's only created and translated through a consecrated life. It only comes through um, the hunger and, and then the rehabilitation of our palates. Some of you guys have to get a different taste bud. You have to try things you haven't tried before. I am by all self-declared, you know, words, a, a grilled cheese person. I do not, through I and through. Uh, through and through, I did not venture. I would get upset if I had to go and eat all of the weird foods. Until that, one day I decided <laughs> to make her a grilled cheese sandwich using Krispy Kreme donuts with with I didn't, cheese and it was off. I don't, I don't think I ate that. I yes, probably, you did. did you I? Like, I don't remember. I ate that. Was I pregnant? No. Okay. <laughs> I was like, was I pregnant? But it wasn't actually until we went to Japan. And it was that we, you don't have a choice. <laughs> I mean, it was like, and I I taught English at a, at a elementary school. And they would bring you all of these foods that were like, to me, now I feel like they're okay. They're good. But then I got introduced to Thai food. I started liking that. Um, you know, my palate started to develop. But before that, forget it. I was like, if it's not in and out. Potatoes. No, uh, Marillo's Mexican food. Oh, like, man. if it wasn't my like faithful few things, if it's not th that stuff, I was like, I am not eating all Filiberto's that funny stuff. Arizona burrito. Shut your mouth, child. Uh, no, you Shut got your the mouth. California burrito, right? I used to get Arizona and California yep, burrito. I, the carne asada burrito. Carne, yeah. So, like, it wasn't until I started actually getting more like of my palate developed that you know, I liked all of these foods. Now, if you come to me, I might be like, you know what? I could go for some lamb mutton. Come on, somebody. No, hey, maybe man, not mutton. Good. Maybe just chicken. I don't know. I could go for some pad thai. thai I know food. what you're going to go for tonight. We can go for some fried chicken. Oh. We can have some collard greens. Happy or I'll do Juneteenth. Turnip. Yeah, Juneteenth. I'm going to do some turnips. We've been celebrating Juneteenth since Correct. childhood. Anyways. School, everybody's anyway. woke now, but you know, amen. 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 It's <laughs> Juneteenth. Uh, with with Bishop Sexton, we used to do Juneteenth mm -hmm. over at uh, Veterans Memorial Park yeah, on Pride. I just, I'm very weary about trying to be, um, what's the word? The Lord's been speaking to me about conceit, where we're, where we have vain conceit and anything having to do culturally or otherwise um, naturally. We're not, I mean, I my team is Jesus through and through, and that's the Say kingdom. That. Yeah, I love being, I, lo I don't feel like he makes any mistakes. If I were, if I were, you know, Pacific Islander, I would be like repping that too. I'd be like, yeah, that's my, that's my people, you know, whatever you are, it's because God created you with purpose and you are not a mistake. You have legacy in you. You have uh, hundreds of peoples of lineage in you that are being redeemed by the word of your testimony by Jesus Christ, by mm -hmm. prophecy. So it's so important that you are fighting these fights of deliverance in order to see the word of God be translated and redeemed in this realm for your kids, for your children's mm -hmm. children's children. You're not just staying hungry and your appetite consecrated for your life, but it's for your kids. If ever you wanted to go back and to have a taste for the world again, um, I pray that the conviction of the Lord would overtake you and that you would think about your children and the damnation that you have actually, you know, because if you have something leave you and then you go back to it and then it comes back seven times, then really what's the point? So the the fear of the Lord is the beginning to wisdom. The fear of the mm -hmm. Lord is the beginning to the to the reverential the reverential, the reverential fear and worship of the God. Lord. Yeah. That's Job uh, twenty eight twenty eight. It's the beginning to wisdom. 
So you need the wisdom of the Lord in order to enter into the gate of understanding. Mm -hmm. So we'll go more in depth on that next Saturday. But this was, I pray that this was good to you. And I pray that you guys have so much revelation and consecration. Go back and watch this. This was powerful. So we covered, you know, I have it right here. So what was covered, four points, was uh, what prophecy is. Whitney started this out with Mm. an excellent definition as she sees prophecy profound so we went over what prophecy is we went over the realms of dominion we went over prophetic deliverance which Mm -hmm. was you know god's word crossing over and everything and then we ended it with the creation to translation to habitation so we pray that this was a blessing to you it definitely was a blessing to me i rarely get to just sit here and be quiet and eat from the table (laughs) that whitney is is cooking the word over and he gets the just, word for uh, me all the time. All the time. And the business, y'all. No, it's I'm kidding. Mostly, I, for those that are always like, why is Jimmy always rebuking? Because Jimmy stays getting rebuked on a daily basis. Chandler Moore, uh, God bless him and his beautiful wife. Oh, Man, yeah. they've been going through some pure hell. You know I what? Mean, they got hit by the church and, and the world in one week. Mm-hmm. But one thing that he said, he said, don't you dare act like, you, like you're the peanut gallery. I have leaders in my life and just so everybody knows he is of his spiritual father mm-hmm. dr matthew stevenson is his daddy so <laughs> it, it, that's well, his his give it darn is a little bit broke and that is cool and fine because he is not a man pleaser well but here's the thing, thing that it said the word says that we're supposed to dwell how good it is for brothers to, to dwell, dwell together, together in, in unity. unity if the world is always coming for us then we have to find ways to be in unity you might not agree with certain things but if you don't have the proximity to speak to that person because again height width and depth do you have the do you have the depth with that person do you have the proximity of relationship because one of the sayings that we say is don't get louder get closer that's right so if i have to yell over the internet at you that means i probably don't have a relationship with you so i very well should not be that's right you know present the church as present the church beautiful okay the world already the world is watching that's my conviction but no but you're right because if we start eating each other, meat hooking each other, Galatians I discusses would, this charismatic cannibalism. cannibalism. And that's what has happened. I don't don't want, consume each other. Consume the, the living know, word. Consume yeah. the living word of God. But if we do open season mm-hmm. on our brothers and sisters in Christ, we are mm-hmm. giving the world mm-hmm. the right to do so as well. Right. Treat others as you want to be treated. So what people mm-hmm. did to the Moors this week, what people do to successful men and women of God, mm-hmm. period, is they love to meat hook them. Yeah. That's not what God is called to. And it's to. not. Anyways. And it opens your life up for critical, severe judgment. We have to be people who are God-fearing. And if we don't have the proximity yeah. to speak to that person and to really speak to them, if we don't have the relationship of proximity to speak to them, don't get louder, get closer. Get don't closer. blat. You know what I mean? Because when you get louder, you desecrate even the church that you're representing by allowing other people to more have other things. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's for everything. There are things that we take a stance on and that we say no to. But how many of y'all know that whenever they would try to come to Jesus and trip him up in religious, pharisaical um, articles of confusion and kind of try to do the legalistic lawyer thing of like, what do you say about this? You know, trickery and all that. He would always bring it around full circle and bring it back to the kingdom Mm -hmm. and so where we have focus that is not on the kingdom then we see where the magnification is on the sin Mm -hmm. and then now we've opened up our lives to 
what does the word say in Proverbs? A curse unfounded won't land like a fleeting sparrow. So you see that there are these curses. These these things to me are just bait of the devil. They are they're just they're they're like uh, low lying fruit for the devil to try to snipe off believers to see if you're going to partake, if you're going to put your mouth on things, if you're going to consume of this person's flesh. So then now your life is opened up because even the word tells me that um, yes, judgment starts in the house of God, but it needs to it, it should be in the house of God most of the time. Mm-hmm. It, where possible um but the word tells me that we're not supposed to judge least we be judged in that capacity Mm -hmm. like where we do it in an unrighteous manner we open ourselves up for curses and i'm very very weary of that very weary of that because it's a whole nother level of consecration anyway said all that to say full circle that um (laughs) i get rebuked by whitney on a daily basis so for those that are always like you get encouraged. Jimmy. Wait a minute, I love Jimmy. the rebuke. It, rebuke is discipline. It's, I tell it's you. It's encouragement. It's, you know, and that's, Stop. anyways, well, it, it is. It is encouragement. Look what oh. encouragement means. It means exhortation. Look I, exhortation I'm is. loving to so guys. You're 100% loving to me. But I love the rebuke of the Lord. So I said all that to say in summation, back to my original, he, very no, no, no. He rebukes. Mute this. Mute it. <laughs> he rebukes. Because that's who he is, not because of me. I rebuke. But I get rebuked on a daily basis. I get rebuked by our nine-year-old daughter. I get rebuked by our 12-year-old daughter. I get rebuked by our 15-year-old daughter. I get rebuked by my mom. I get rebuked by He's a man under accountability. I am understanding. (laughs) You are under the word. or You are under. Josh rebuked me the other day. What? I don't believe it. Is it true? Pasta. No, I'm you're, you're being you. I mean, Josh being Josh is, an, is a rebuke enough. <laughs> that's it's true. You are who you are because that's who God created you to be. And that's the truth. I don't think I've ever known Jimmy not to be exactly who he is. It, one of the testimonies about him from his mom, and I'll leave it here, but his birthday was just, you know, in May. And we were talking to his mom. And one of the stories that she often tells us or and your dad one of his nicknames was like 220 they grew up Mm -hmm. in germany he was a little kid he put something in an electric outlet and it fused it blew the entire building in germany except for him he didn't get hurt he when he was like nine months old ten months old he jumped in water to swim and his parents were terrified because they started to learn of their child's development that he did not have any fear which of course as a parent scares the living bejesus out of you because you're like my kid has no fear and that didn't it wasn't just like a a toddler thing it was like that throughout his whole upbringing and his parents are small his parents are a little bit shorter like your dad's like five he's five 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 five, six six, and and my mom is five one yeah so they're smaller he takes after his mom here i am six one uncle's side yeah (laughs) and so it's like it's very funny they have this kid that they're like he's not scared of anything you know which as a parent is kind of scary because you're like you want your kid you're like they don't have good sense but really it's not that it's that the lord made him his apostolic composition and dna is that he does not have the fear that a lot of people have and that's how god made him so amen amen i love you, you did such a good job i love you thank you baby it was such a good mute word. him next time josh no i'm kidding <laughs> hey tomorrow 10 a.m here at 83 bridge street we are having our intercession prayer so if you're here at 10 listen uh, if you're here at 10 it's not a pre-worship it is intercession so if you're here at 10 
you're coming in here to pray in the spirit with yeah. us for one hour mm -hmm. that's what the focus is i don't want to hear anybody say well first corinthians 14 says that if you're praying in the spirit mm -hmm. and an unbeliever or one that doesn't have gifts comes in you're just going to be looking like babbling fools 10 a.m is for the prayer <laughs> 10 a.m. is for the intercessors. Oh, my goodness. It's prayer time because so that. Not only yeah. that. It's, our focus is on him. Yeah. So for it's someone, just following instructions. It's following That's instructions. It's called, it's called discipline. Yeah, we're trying. So we're 11 a.m., we will start our worship service as mm -hmm. is normal. We will be going live stream just during the sermon alone. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow is Father's Day. Happy <gasps> yes. Father's Day to Autumn Daddies. Um, I, my, my daughters and my wonderful wife blessed me with an amazing gift for Father's Day. I gave them babies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they got me a Glock 19 and I love it. Yeah. He had to get it cause I don't have a, anyway. Yeah. Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise his high name. <laughs> Wives, get your husbands. Go get your husbands. If, if they like guns, go get them a gun. All right, guns yeah. are actually there since a lot of the manufacturing is taking place. In guns Turkey are like therapy, is how I kind of perceive that for men sometimes when they go out and go pew pew. Go get your yeah. husband some boxing gloves and a <laughs> or junk that roll. or yeah. I feel like you guys when you do your little coffee thing too, or you go pew pew, all that stuff. I feel like it's a whole therapy thing. I'm like, huh, kind of like yeah. barbershop stuff, but you don't really have a barbershop here anymore. So, you know. shout out to Will's Barbershop. Yes. In uh, Albany, yeah, New York, Prophet Will A Bar, mm -hmm. love him dearly. Love him. I love you guys so much. I'm so thankful to God to see the word actually manifesting as far as other yes. businesses oh. are concerned. And um, shout out to to uh, the Alvarez's too, Benny to and, and Benny. Yes, uh, Benny you guys are Italian. doing awesome. I love. We that. love That's you. Come connect church. We cover yes. them. Uh, we're we're there. Praying for you guys weekly. Man, excited to see them. what God is doing. And I love that as the word is spoken, you guys by faith. Like I don't. We don't talk every week or anything. Well, hard you. We, hard, I mean, but we Benny pray I, continually we, we it, for you guys. But it's just the fact that we've been up there one time recently since y'all have had the ministry. And the word of the Lord, even before that church was established, is continuing to go forward because you guys are co-laboring with the word of God. Mm -hmm. So then you see the manifestation of it. prophetic stewardship. Yeah, you guys, we, you guys are a textbook example of what prophet, you know, prophetic stewardship looks like in a, in a right context. Mm -hmm. so. Amen. Well, we love you all. We'll see you tomorrow. We will be live stream. It'll be around 1145-ish. But we love you all. Love you guys. Have we'll a great Saturday. Get Bye. Some Happy sun. Juneteenth. I'm going to go barbecue now. Bye. <laughs>